Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. I'm your host, Harry Simiu. As ever, and on tonight's live stream, we're going to be looking ahead to the big one. It's the North London Derby. We'll be previewing that, uh, getting my guest thoughts on some other bits and pieces too, and uh, looking ahead at how Arsenal should, in our opinion anyway, approach this weekend's North London Derby. Hello, good evening and a big welcome to those of you watching us live and a big welcome to those who will be listening back or watching this back on the replay. Hope you guys are all doing well. It's our second stream of the day, back from holiday, back on it. And uh, my guest this evening is uh, one of our writers, a very talented uh, gentleman. It's Jay Bertha. Jay, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. How Hi, are you? guys. Oh, How good, you thank you. Yeah. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Of course, it's the big one this weekend. It's the North London derby between Arsenal and Spurs. Uh, I gave my reaction earlier on to the Europa League draw. Jay, what are your thoughts on that, first of all? Are you happy with the draw? It's a group we should get through, really, isn't it? I think it's a fairly tough group, but in the same breath, Arsenal should be looking to top that group and get at least four, maybe five wins out of that. But um, I think there are some easy that we could have gone into but on the whole I can't I don't think we can moan too much really yeah I'm pretty happy with it to be honest and there's some good away trips there for those of you thinking about making some of those trips some good places uh, to visit of course Portugal Belgium uh, is always a lot of fun and Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany uh, that'll be some away day too always good atmospheres in those Bundesliga grounds. But let's turn our attention to what we're here to talk about, and that is this weekend's North London derby. It's absolutely huge. Both teams come into this off the back of a defeat. Arsenal's defeat was a little bit more expected away up at Anfield against the European champions. I don't think many gave us much hope. But Spurs, on the other hand, go into this having been beaten by Newcastle United at White Hart Lane. That came as a big shock, didn't it, Jay? Oh, absolutely. I thought once, you know, when, when we lost to Liverpool, which, as you say, wasn't the biggest shock, I thought that that gave the chance for the United and the Spurs to sort of catch up on, on us, even though it's still quite early in, in the season. So to see them both lose was a, a pleasant surprise, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jay, when you get to a, a North London derby weekend, do you start to feel nervous in the build-up? Always. I mean, we could have been on a great run. They could be on a great run. But the derby is just different, isn't it? Both sets of fans, both teams don't know what's going to happen. It's always high drama. Um, anything can can happen. And, and to have it so early on in the season is a bit of a, of a strange one as well. But um, I think uh, it's gearing, gearing up to be a good, good game already. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I always have uh, a lot of nerves going into these games. In, in fact, I'm normally buzzing uh, about these games. And then when the day comes, I, I can't contain the nerves. That's normally the way I feel. Um, we've been thinking a lot about the lineup. Um, we've got a comment coming through, actually, from a good friend of mine, Tez, over at Limitless Football Academy. He says he was at the Spurs training ground today and Ali will play tomorrow. He means Sunday, obviously. Um, he still thinks Arsenal will win 2-3-1. Now, Deli Ali back for Spurs would be a big boost, wouldn't it? And we'd have to watch out for those late runs into the penalty area because 
we've seen that our midfield, um, most notably Granite Xhaka, I know a lot of people are going to say that, uh, doesn't always track his runners. And that could be a problem for us, couldn't it, Jay? It could be. I mean, if if he does play, um, Xhaka, I mean, he has a, a very certain skills that he brings to the side. And but unfortunately, he also has some flaws. So if the game goes his way, he, he can be brilliant. And I think a great game against Liverpool last, last year, where the game sort of suited him well. But when it's high intensity, high pressing, that's the sort of thing that sees him lose control, lose um, concentration. And I think we have some other players that probably could fit that tactic better, really. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Granite Xhaka fan. And when I say I'm a Granite Xhaka fan, a lot of people get on to me about this. It's not that I think he's the best midfield player in the world. I just think that what he brings to the side is something that we don't have in any of our other midfielders. And that's probably why Arsene Wenger rated him so highly and always included him when fit. And that's probably why Unai Emery does it too. I think he's got a great range of passing. Um, and I think there's a lot of positives to Granit Xhaka's game. Yes, I agree that at times, you know, he does switch off defensively, etc., etc. But for me, that's kind of not what his game is about. So if you're going to rely on him to do that, then you're kind of waiting for the wrong, uh, you know, you're hoping for more than you're ever going to get out of Granit Xhaka. Um, Jay, in terms of the starting lineup, we haven't spoken since the Liverpool game. I was disappointed with the way Unai Emery set up uh, up at Anfield. I thought it was a little bit too conservative. I didn't feel we were playing to our strengths. What would you do this weekend? How would you line up against Spurs? I think, as as you say, we went up to Liverpool with a game plan, not one that I sort of agree with, but I do understand to some degree why he did it. Um, but I'd like to see us change tap now for this game. You know, That was a way to the European champions, uh, a ground that they very rarely lose at. We're now playing our rivals at home. It's a completely different uh, thing, really. We're at home, so we should be sort of setting the tempo and things like that. And we were actually unbeaten against Spurs in the league at home since 2010. So that's a run that's gone on for for, for quite a while. Yeah, I think I'd go I'd go with the uh, the same back back five them that we did against Liverpool. Um, the only thing that I'm a bit confused at is the possible sale of Nacho Monreal. He started all three of our games at left back. And to me, that says that he's first choice in that place. Yet he's on the verge of leaving. We got um, Kieran Tierney, who's not fit yet, um, which obviously just leaves um, Sayad. And I'm not sure if he's going to feature in a back four at, uh, against Spurs. So I would, I'd stick with the, the same back five then I think a lot of it depends on if uh, Lacazette's fit enough to start. If he is fit enough to start, I'd go with this sort of a uh, holy grail of the top three that we're all waiting to see. Um, Ab- Aubameyang's proven he's he's fine. He'll definitely start. Lacazette, if he can get over that uh, ankle issue, I think will lead the line. And having uh, Pepe on the uh, on the right-hand side from, from the start, he showed some good uh, stuff against Liverpool. And I think... Uh, Again, another week with with the players, another week learning the system. Um, I think he'll also have uh, some some good things to do. So if that's that's if Lacazette is fit, uh, then the midfield I would personally not choose Xhaka. I think it's another game where you're going to have players that are pressing. It's going to be high energy, high intensity, and I just don't think that Xhaka 
excels in those sorts of circumstances. So I would go with um, Torreira, Genduzzi and uh, Danny Ceballos in that uh, instance. I would like to try and fit Joe Willig into the team, but I think uh, with the, with those three, it's probably just a, a, be a better option. Um, I do think Emery will will play Xhaka, though. This is obviously just my own opinion. I do think Emery will go to Xhaka because, as you said, he's been tried and tested with Wenger, tried and tested with, with Emery. When he's fit, he generally plays. Um, if Lacazette's not fit, I would probably uh, try and bring in Willock then um, as a maybe the number 10. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, Aubameyang lead, lead the line. Um, but yeah, so those are my only two sort of options, really. Okay, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm going to bring up my lineup on the screen here. Um, for those of you watching, I'll read it out, of course, to those of you who are listening via the audio podcast. I'd go with Burn Leno in goal. I think we agree on the back uh, back four, Maitland-Niles, David Lewis, Socrates and Monreal. Even though David Lewis had a bit of a disastrous, um, you know, second half up at Anfield, I still think that he's probably uh, better than some of the other options that we've got there. I've actually gone with Xhaka, Torreira and Ceballos as the midfield trio. Um, that's with Xhaka and Torreira sitting there with Ceballos perhaps just slightly ahead of them. He's by no means a number 10 player, but he would be the one that has the license for me to get up and join the attack. And then, as you said, I've gone with that holy grail uh, front three of Lacazette, Pepe and Aubameyang because I think that that would really get the fans up for it, wouldn't it? If you know, if you turned up there on Sunday and you knew that those three were playing, you'd be absolutely buzzing. Spurs would be absolutely shitting themselves. And for me, it's... It's... um. It's difficult to pick the team because, like you said, Willock has done well. Genduzi, we know, is one of Unai Emery's sort of uh, preferred options a lot of the time as well. And it's a really difficult team selection because we Ozil is back in and amongst the squad as well. But for me, I think that the best period we had last season was when Xhaka and Torreira were sitting in front of the back four together as a pair. And I think they're the most well-balanced pair that we've got. Are they a perfect pair? Absolutely not. There are lots of faults there too. But I just think that that makes the most sense. And I think that Ceballos didn't really do all that well up at Anfield because he was forced to play a role that probably isn't uh, particularly natural to him. He's a player that's very handy on the ball and he didn't really have that opportunity at Anfield. He was always backs against the wall. It was always, you know, trying to play your way out of dangerous situations. So I want to see um, him get the nod. And, and that's kind of what I'd go with again stressing that it's not what I necessarily what I think Unai Emery will go with. And Unai Emery is becoming increasingly difficult to predict, isn't he? Because he chops and changes week after week. Nobody really truly knows what he's going to do, but that's what I would go with. Um, I was disappointed, and I'll repeat that, about the way we went to Anfield. Not because I want to see Arsenal go there and be necessarily really gung-ho and poor defensively and leaving ourselves exposed, but I don't think Arsenal are the type of side capable of going somewhere and trying to absorb pressure uh, for 90 minutes and then hoping to nick something on the break. Yes, we had chances. Yes, there are people that will say that game plan worked to a T until you know we were caught out once, but for me... That when you, when when your game plan is to sit and hope that the other team don't find a breakthrough, for me that's not uh, the right sort of game plan. Just just my opinion, anyway. Um, Jay, how do you see this one going? Then Spurs, you know, there's lots of rumblings about their squad being unsettled about Pochettino perhaps even leaving after this game. That's what the the rumours are at the moment. I don't necessarily believe that. I've spoken to a few Spurs fans today as well. 
friends of mine who um, are not convinced. It seems like a bit of a wild story. But what's your take? Uh, are we in a better mental state than Spurs going into this? Well, he has um, said now that those uh, stories are fake. They've come from nowhere. You know, he's, he's uh, rubbished them as, as much as he can. I, mean, I don't know where they started or, or why they even came out, but he has uh, said that that's just basically a load of rubbish. Um, but going on to, to the game, I think it's it's really hard to predict, as all the derbies are. You know, we're coming off a, a, a defeat. They're coming off, off a defeat that's perhaps a bit more, um, done a bit more damage than the, the Liverpool defeat did, did to us. I'm feeling quite confident, actually. I think we saw uh, the game plan against Liverpool wasn't fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I do agree with you. I don't like the way we set up. We went there to perhaps try and get a draw, um, try and soak up pressure, and we just don't have the players to do that. But I think... You know, against Spurs as well, uh, in front of, of the home fans. I think we've got to go out attack. We've got the players to do that. If we can play that that, that front three as well, we should be on the front foot. Um, we've got the midfield to keep the ball, to, to supply that that attack as well. I mean, I know even the addition of Meza Ozil would help, but I don't quite think he's really well fit enough to start a game of this sort of magnitude just yet. Um, but I am feeling quite, quite uh, quietly comfortable. They, Spurs against Newcastle was a, a strange thing because, you know, they dominated the ball, they dominated the chances, but it didn't really test the goalkeeper an awful lot. Um, I think they'll obviously want to come here to try and rectify that. Um, there'll no doubt be a Harry Kane penalty somewhere in the game as there norm normally is. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully we can get more than that and uh, get, get the three points. Absolutely. I'm just going to go to some of the comments, some of them coming through Facebook, because uh, Facebook ones, for some reason, don't filter through to the stream, which is a bit of a shame, but I've got it open here. Um, big hello to Steve in Cyprus. He says, come on, you gunners. Uh, Karen says, hi, Harry. I know Unai alluded to Laka Pepe and Oba starting, but do you think they will? I think they probably will, Karen, um, if I'm honest. Uh, Matt Cushy, who is a Spurs fan, says, you're losing 1-0 Harry Kane penalty. Spurs bound to get one after last week's mistake. I don't think it's about last week's mistake, mate. Spurs always get dodgy penalties against us. It's absolutely, absolutely. ridiculous. Had yeah, enough of it. And finally, Kane got caught for the diving cheat that he actually is. He's a cheat. And I can completely understand why the referee didn't want to give that penalty the other day. And, you know, it's only Spurs fans that are up in arms about it, typically. But, you know, Les yeah. has fallen over. Kane has seen him take a tumble and he's taken the first opportunity to throw himself to the ground. Uh, so I don't feel sorry for him one bit. Uh, Nick Nicolau says he's laughing at my comment where I said Spurs will be absolutely shitting himself. Only Pepe gets into the Spurs team when he eventually finds an end product. OK, all right. Uh, let's move over to some of the comments coming through on uh youtube as well um da, da, da. Uh, steven says risk playing ali he's not match fit and seems that he's being rushed back graham sutherland's also pleased about the prospect of delhi ali taking part he says yes please ali out of form not match fit um brandon says i think form goes out of the window in a North London derby. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Without question. It, it does, doesn't it? But you still have to take into account what's gone on. You know, it does play a part. It's not necessarily the deciding factor, but I do think it still plays a part. Omar says, I'm confident we will beat those mugs. <laughs> um, 
Jar says, I'm sorry, but we don't need what Granite brings to our ball game. Uh, Screen Boy says, come on, you gunners. Uh, he also then goes on to say, Willock for Xhaka, in my opinion. Uh, big shout out to Danny, the GFP. Um, Danny of uh, the Burkamp Wonderland podcast. It's a great podcast, great YouTube channel. Head over there. Give them a subscribe to um, Danny does some fantastic work there. Uh, also, a big shout out to Mr. Kevin Campbell, former Arsenal strikers, watching us live on Facebook now. Um, good old stick. Good old Kevin Campbell, absolute legend. Uh, so big shout out to you, Kevin. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, da, da, da. Arsenal TV, I'm buzzing for the North London derby. This is the game I always look forward to. Um, the Smiths 1986. This is an interesting question. I'm going to put to you, Jay. Do you go into these games more confident under Unai Emery? Oof, um. I'm not really sure. Um, I wouldn't say I'm more confident under Emery. I'm I'm not his biggest fan. I think he has certain things that he ad- that he, ha- he has added. Um, but I'm still a bit confused as to what his game plan is and to what he really wants to do with this team. But one thing he definitely did, did last season was made us more competitive against the bigger sides. We know we won this fixture um, last season, um, and obviously we we took some more points off the uh, the other top six. So. In that respect, you, you know, yeah, I do think Emery knows a better way of playing against the bigger sides, and maybe his downfall is playing sometimes against the smaller ones. But I wouldn't say that I'm super confident under Emery purely because it's it's Emery because I don't really know what he he does as a, a manager. Whereas you know, if you look at Klopp or Pep, you can sort of say you know I'm confident because Pep does this or Klopp does that. We're not quite a, quite there with Emery yet, so um. You know, I wouldn't quite say I am purely because it, because it's him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that uh, I said it a little bit earlier on, but I just think that Arsenal need to play to their strengths, and our strengths quite clearly at the moment are in the final third rather than in the defensive yeah. third. And I do worry about this playing out from the back business. I get that it's the the right way to play football. I get that, and you know, I used to play football and. That was what something that our coach used to drill into us all the time. Play out from the back, play out from the back. It's something that Pep Guardiola insists on. But now we've got this rule where you can receive the ball inside your penalty area. On the one hand, it's good because it gives you that extra, you know, that extra few seconds before you get closed down. But on the other hand, it does invite the attacking team to press you even closer to your goal. And we saw a few dodgy moments up at Anfield in regards to that. We saw... Some dodgy moments last season where we were doing that. But then as the season went on, it was as if the players took it into their own hands and kind of abandoned that a little bit. Do you think we'll see the same thing happen this season? Do you think that once we do make a mistake playing like that, it will be kind of let's park that to the side again, like it like we did last season? I mean, there seems to be a you know a big emphasis on it again, which as you say, to what when the season sort of went on last season, we saw it less and less and Leno hit the balls more long than he did at, at the start and, and now we're at the start of this season and, and we've seen it quite prominently in in most of the games and again we do it well sometimes and then we play ourselves into trouble uh, there was a you know that uh, passage of play that led to that Mane shot on goal which all, all from our own doing again I don't think we have the whole personnel to be able to do that confidently you know you see the top teams doing it and I say top teams in Liverpool and Man City 
uh, who, who do it effortlessly. You know, they know how to do it and they get out of uh, danger and on the attack. We're trying to do that, which is, you know, I think that's a great, a great thing to aspire to, but you just don't seem to be able to do it as well as yet. I mean, I think David Luiz will help with that, but he's new. You know, he's only played uh, two games. You know, it's, it's hard for him to come in and change it straight away. I do think he might be a bit more insistent on doing it because I think we've got to look at it like this. You know, this is the year that Emery's got to prove himself because there's only, you know, an option of a one-year um, extension at the end of this season. And if he doesn't prove himself to to be the man to lead Arsenal, then he'll probably be gone. So I think Emery's got to do things this year that's going to make him be, be wanted at Arsenal and do it his way. So whatever the reasons were last year for him to sort of change things halfway uh, through through the season, whether it was injuries or form or whatever it, it was, I think this year we're going to see more what Emery wants to do. And I'm not quite sure what, what that is yet. I mean, when he first came to um, to Arsenal, he said that we were going to be a pressing team. And I don't think we've really seen, only in a few games and a few glimpses have we really seen Arsenal as a pressing team under Emery. So I think, I think passing out the back, if that is something that Emery wants as his, um, you know, thing to do, I think we will see it more and more. And practice makes perfect, as they say. There'll be a few mistakes along the way, hopefully not against Spurs, you know. But um, I think practice makes perfect and we will see it. And hopefully it will just get better and better each time. Yeah, I agree with all that. And I agree with what you said a little bit earlier on about not really understanding what it is that Emery's trying to do, not really understanding the philosophy. I've taken dog's abuse over the last season for saying that, for questioning him. But, you know, this is the season for him to prove himself. And I think that, um, you know, it's make or break this year. I think that Unai Emery has to get Arsenal back in the Champions League or... We'll we'll see some changes at the club. Uh, the Smiths, nineteen eighty six, uh, says thanks, Jay, uh, for the in depth answer to how you feel under Emery. Um, big thanks for your no question, problem. mate. Great stuff. Um, right, let's uh, round up uh, with a prediction uh, from you, Jay. Then I'll give mine, and that will give the guys watching live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you're watching us, uh, to. Uh, a couple of seconds to get their predictions in the comments and we'll run through some of those too. Um, and then we've got, got some uh, exciting news to tell you about uh, before we finish off. So, Jay, let's have your prediction for the North London derby. I'm going for a 3-1 win for the Arsenal. I think we will concede, I think probably, as, as we joked about before, probably a Harry Kane penalty somewhere. But uh, I think we've got enough firepower to because their defence hasn't been great either. So I think, I think we'll get a a 3-1 win. 3-1 win. I've gone for a 2-0. I think Arsenal are going to keep a clean sheet. I uh, uh, was on the sports bar last night on TalkSport um, with Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy. So uh, I'm going to put the link to that in the description below uh, once we finish here. Uh, so you guys can listen to that back. I went for a 2-0. Um, I spoke about the fact that I think Arsenal need to go out there and take the game to Spurs. I really do believe that. Um, so I'm going to uh, put the link to that. You'll be able to listen to that back too. Also on Love Sport Radio, I predicted a 2-0 to the Arsenal. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, it would be wrong of me to change that now. Uh, Danny says 2-2. That's interesting. I like to predict Arsenal wins in these games, but you've got an uh, absolute valid reason to think that we could see two goals. No doubt about that. Uh, Dan Potts says, where's your suntan, bro? Well, do you know what? My arms are dark and my legs are dark, but my face never tans. I have to be careful that it doesn't burn. Um, because 
I might be Greek, but I've got that England skin where I just burn, which is <laughs> not nice. Um, Dan then goes on to say 3-1 to the Arsenal. Um, so Dan agrees with you. Uh, Don Juan says 2-1 Arsenal. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, we've got a 2 nil coming through on Facebook. So, yeah, I, I guess most people um, think that Arsenal are going to win this one. Fingers crossed we do. Um, but, yeah, so my prediction is a 2 nil win for the Arsenal. Now, let's bring you some information regarding the podcast. Uh, I am back from holiday now, so we're going to look ahead um, and we're going to tell you that the fans phone in will be coming back next week. You'll be able to join us. It's going to be on Thursday nights, 9 to 10 p.m. You can dial us up and have your say live on air. It will go out in podcast format too shortly afterwards um, to join us on the fans phone. And we're always happy to take your uh, comments, of course. Uh, hold on. We've got some more uh, predictions coming through. Let's have a quick look. Healy says 4-1 Arsenal. The Smiths, 1986-3-3 as a neutral. Who do you support, mate? Who do you support? Let us know. 3-3. Three, three. That would be some game for the neutrals, wouldn't it? Um, also, in terms of news, on uh, one of our shows next week, we'll be talking to former England cricketer and Arsenal fan, Monty Panesar. Um, We've started a little series called When Harry Meets, um, and I'll be talking to sports personalities. We had Jerry Armstrong uh, last week. Uh, of course, the La Liga man from Sky Sports, as most of you will know him. He did play for that a lot down the road once upon a time as well, um, but we won't talk about that. Uh, he says that he wanted to join Arsenal, so we'll excuse him for that. Uh, but this week, it's going to be Monty Panesar our former England cricketer. He's a gooner too. I'm sure we'll be getting his thoughts on the derby and we'll be talking about his career as well. So something a little bit different uh, for those of you who have an interest in cricket too. Uh, the Smith supports QPR. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Another London club, historical, traditional club. Uh, I want to say a big thanks uh, to Jay, first of all, for joining me on this live stream. Jay, thank you so much and I uh, hope to speak to you again very, very soon. You definitely will. Brilliant stuff. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Loserpool. Now, Loserpool is a fantastic game where you play the last man standing. You can sign up and play for free at the moment and you have the opportunity to win £1,000. All you need to do is hit Loserpool.com. And I'm going to leave you with a little uh, Loserpool ad as we uh, fade out the show. <laughs> 